Welcome back to this show, which is, and that's what you missed on Glee. I'm D Money. I don't like introducing myself. <laughs> and that is Finn. Or should we introduce ourselves as um, characters of Glee? And what character, uh, in, what character in Glee are you identifying with today? Sounds like a BuzzFeed quiz I would not take. I'm in a, uh, I'm in a group chat right now. And they, I guess, started this group check back all the way back when uh, COVID started. And somebody was the thanking Cordova them. The virus. Right. And somebody was thanking them for their, like, their being part of this, like, small, small group. And then the other one said, oh, I'm so glad I texted you guys way back, you know, on this very specific date, like, all the way back in March. And I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't join this fucking club till, like, August. So I guess I'll just pretend like I was originally invited. And then the best thing happened. They said, do you want to know why you weren't invited? And because somebody in this chat was scared of me. <laughs> I love that I inspire fear. I just assumed it was because you were in California. No, I think I, I, I don't know. <laughs> somebody else just said, Zach can be harsh. So I get that. <laughs> I can be. I can be harsh. You know what? I honestly, oh, speaking of California, though, <laughs> I cannot believe that a part of PCH just like fell into the ocean. Hey, man, you know. I almost fell into the ocean when you were fucking driving me around those goddamn curves in the rain as fast as fucking possible. Oh, my God. The speed limit was 65. I was going 65 in the rain, and he was, like, freaking out. He kept grabbing the oh shit bar. I did. I did. I did. I did. It was and then he would not terrifying. let me drive at all to drive back. Well, it's one thing to do that in a car that, like, you know, and, like, you know, you can, you, you know its limits and whatever else, especially when there's fucking cars going around us like even faster and then swerving all over the place because of the rain. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was just there were those two scary. cars racing and you were getting very paranoid by those. Oh my God. Oh, what <laughs> Am I bring your anxiety back? <laughs> yes. I, I hate, uh, yikes. So did you ever make um, an episode exact of exactly about that car ride? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's one of the, it's one of the, one of the many episodes. Uh, yeah. And, Zach, would you like to introduce our uh, the email we got <laughs> this week? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So Dalton messages me out of the blue. We don't talk aside from being on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Is that, is that a true statement or a complete falsehood? <laughs> <laughs> you as the listener can decide. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I received a text again. From the person I'd rather not talk to unless I'm on this show. (laughs) (laughs) In it, it says that we are number 76 in all of TV and film podcast in the podcast app. In all of iTunes. On the face of the earth, we are number 76. Don't forget to download this podcast for a buck 29 on iTunes. (laughs) and And I said... I said, wow. Like in my head, I was like, what? First of all, I thought no fucking way, you know, no fucking way. And of course, no fucking way. He sends me a screenshot of an email and the email says (laughs) very specifically, you're number 76 in the podcast for TV and film in Sweden. (laughs) So I don't want to say we've made it. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to say we've made it, but we might have made it. And if it is Sweden, I would like them to send me a Volvo. I just want a Volvo, an XC40, please. And while they send you a Volvo, I would like to say that we are probably... So we might be number 76 in all of Sweden for TV and film. But we are the number one 
Kristen Chenoweth approved podcast in Sweden. So that's way more important. Jesus. Also, I don't know if this is like a listener of ours. So Carlos, if you do listen to the podcast, email us again. Cause like, I don't really know who you are. I don't know if you're a listener or if you're just like someone who looks at podcast stats every day. And so you decided to email us, but I know we do have international listeners. Cause I saw something from someone from Berlin the other day. So we have people all over the world. Sure. Dongs. All over the world. But so, yeah, we're number 76 in Sweden. But uh-huh. if you search Glee in the Apple podcast app, we are the seventh one that comes up. So, sure. I mean, that's that's good. But we could be the first one if y'all rate our podcast. Uh-huh. Stars. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the only answer. You're not allowed to give any other amount of stars. If you would like to give a podcast not five stars, head over to exactly <laughs> where you can... <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I myself have left many a review <laughs> because someone on that podcast doesn't, I don't think they don't, they, they don't like ranch. Is that what it was that I was mad about? Oh, God. Uh, yeah. So give plenty of hate to that one. Um, there's several podcasts that are ahead of us that don't even have pod, like they don't make the podcast anymore. So we should knock them down. And is, uh, is this your attempt at socially influencing much like, uh, much like the stonks people did? The stonks. Yeah. Did you watch uh, SNL? Is that no. why you're calling it stonks? No, they've been calling it stonks for oh. weeks now. Stonks. <laughs> SNL, the opening sketch was Kate McKinnon interviewing people saying like what works still. And she was like, the stock market, the stock market always works. And she has the majority investor in GameStop come in. And he's like, I invested in the stonk market. And she uh-huh. was like, you mean the stock market? And he's like, fuck no. Nope. I don't, uh, I don't know why it's being called the stonk market, but it is. And yeah, you know, I'm mad at the stonk market. Why? Because I'm heavily invested in the heavily. big companies. Heavily. Heavily. Uh huh. And what is not heavily in being invested in right now is the big companies because those hedge funds are selling their stocks in those companies to make up for their $30 billion in losses in their short selling of GameStop. Which I'm like, for the people, go ahead, like, fuck Wall Street. But at the same time, don't affect me, an average person, an average Joe, with your whatever, you know? Sure. And like... You know, people love a fruit brand. You know, buy buy some Fruit of the Loom. Buy some bananas and pears and apples and... Tangerines. Tangerines. Exactly. Any other shit to say? I don't know. My back hurts. <laughs> have you been sitting like that picture I showed you? Yes, I think I have been. <laughs> I fear that might be true. Head to the Instagram to find out what meme I sent Zach, because it is literally... <laughs> I would watch him work in California while we were working from home, and his... <laughs> posture was the worst posture i think anyone has ever seen it's like a half hour an hour in and i realize i'm i'm like inches away from my computer screen like you know squatting slash (laughs) slouching slash inverted slouching as i'm (laughs) right on top of the keyboard and i'm like what am i doing like am i old like can i not see like what what happened I, I think you're like going to create scoliosis. Like you're going to be I, one I, of those people who has like really bad scoliosis in their thirties. Fingers crossed. <laughs> no. Oh, that made me think of, have you seen the new like Lady Gaga news as of today? One million percent. No. So we've talked about this before, but Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett have an album called Cheek to Cheek. Uh-huh. And they decided that they were going to make a second album, Cheek to oh. Cheek Part 2, with like oh, the God. same type of music, but more songs, right? And they started recording it, and then Tony Bennett apparently has 
Alzheimer's that has progressed really bad while they've recorded this this album. And so they decided to, I guess his like family decided they wanted it to become like a documentary of recording the album because it might be the last thing that he does. This got dark real fast. I know. But like I'm sitting here and I'm like, this is, there was like an article I think from someone talking about Lady Gaga, like just there was one time they were recording the song and she could tell he wasn't there. And she's just like sobbing into the microphone of them like recording. Jesus Christ. I'm not I watching know. that shit. And Ew. I'm like, I, I have like mixed feelings. And I was going to ask you how you feel about it. But like, it's almost like they're exploiting Tony. I feel like they're kind of exploiting Tony Bennett. But at the same time, like I also see the appeal of wanting to document someone's potential like last album creation, you know? Especially someone as big of a legend as Tony Bennett is. Sure. I mean, the man's an entertainer, right? So I think that he would be completely okay with them doing that for the sake of it being, I don't know, something to A, entertain, B, make you feel something, and C, like potentially be one of those catalyst things where people draw attention further to, you know, Alzheimer's, because I can never say it correctly. Uh, That was correct. Sure. And I think that, you know, that would be a perfect... Uh, vehicle to do that. So, yeah. I do kind of see that because, I mean, it is still insane to me that we have a... I mean, there's lots of diseases out there, but Alzheimer's is one of the ones that I'm like... It's insane to me that we don't have a cure for it yet, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's that's how most things are. This is dark. Well, what are we doing right now? What show are we on? Are we on the sad show? I mean, I might be a little sad boy because this episode made me sob, but we will get to that. So let's get into... Episode 22 in the season finale of Glee. <laughs> you should, you should yeah, aren't you supposed to say the episode title? Oh, Journey to Regionals <laughs> of Perfect. Glee. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work, but okay. I'll, I'll we, mash it up. It'll be okay. It'll be like Halo walking on sunshine. It'll be a mashup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, perfect. On the first season finale, it's time to place at regionals or be disbanded. Suspiciously, Sue is one of the judges. Quinn has her baby, and there are several I love yous to unpack. And that's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> Tell me about it. I felt something this episode. Oh, and I will remind all the listeners what Zach's three predictions were, which... I'm going to preempt this. This might be your most accurate. You <laughs> 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 waited all season to finally I maybe did. get close to three points. We'll see. Here we go, baby. So Zach says, we'll have a journey number. Quinn will have birth. Quinn will have birth. Quinn will have, have birth. birth during our performance. Have birth and have luck. <laughs> Quinn Take will- luck and give you have your luck. <laughs> did you have a stroke? <laughs> I might have. Uh, Quinn will give birth during a performance. And Will will do something to try to get Emma back. All right. So, you know, that's that's where we're at. Here we go. So I just loved how they did the, and that's what you missed, the Atwamog of the episode, because I had completely forgotten what the fucking stakes were. <laughs> I was like, why do regionals matter? I was like how they started it, too. They were like, I don't know why you would have missed an episode, but if you did. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Also, I can't tell, is it, is Will the narrator? Like, is Matthew Morrison doing that, or is it just someone who has a similar voice to him? I kind of just see it as, like, a third party that's okay. supposed to represent, like, the audience. Gotcha. I think. I don't know. So we start who out knows? in the hallway, 
and Will is putting up a sign for regionals. And the first thing I noticed about this sign is that there's no address for when regionals is. There's no time of <laughs> what regionals is. It just says, come cheer on the new directions at regionals. And I'm like, yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Like, if you're a student and you're like, oh, I would love to see my friend Finn at this thing. Yeah, I'm not sure what I would like What I would like less. You know, would I like to see a phone number that's 555-555-555? Or do I want non-specifics to a fake event? I don't know. I don't know. And But we do find out at this moment that Sue is a judge at regionals. Yes. Oops, all celebrity judges. And naturally, Sue is one of those local celebrities. And while... Will is bitching to Figgins about this. <laughs> Sue interrupts and she's like, I can't concentrate because I'm expecting racist animated Disney characters to pop out of your hair. <laughs> Which I love that Sue predicted this, right? Every ride that is like that right now in a Disney world or Disneyland is being revamped as we speak. It only took, what, 10, 11 years for that to actually get going. And what a time to do it when, you know, no one's going to the parks. So they're like, let's let's cut our losses right Nobody's now. Nobody's going to the parks? Disney, Disney World is, is closed. Okay, Disneyland is closed. Right, Disneyland is closed because it's in California, which is the right thing to do. Disney World is like, yeah, we love Florida. Let's right. get, let's kill everyone. <laughs> Speaking right. of that, I saw, I have a friend who's in Tampa, and Tampa, I guess, is where the Super Bowl is happening or something. I don't know. It's some sort of straight thing. And, um... He showed me a video and the streets are just filled with people in Tampa right now with no mask on at all. Wow. I'm like, did COVID end? Did I miss this? Super Bowl, whatever the fuck, you know, Roman yeah. numeral XXL V21. Yes. That's Magic Tampa? Mike XXL. Um, I don't know if it's in Tampa, but I think the Buccaneers are in the Super Bowl. So maybe that's it. Tampa Bay. Yeah. Buccaneers. It's just not dawning on me that that's Florida. Is that Florida? Tampa yes. Bay? Tampa Tampa is about 45 minutes from Orlando. Right, right, right. I just didn't know Tampa Bay. Yes. Sure. Uh, okay. It's Yes, it's the first time that a home team is in their home city during the Super Bowl. Gotcha. Is, I believe that is correct. It's probably I, also the first time the Buccaneers have ever been there because they suck at football, but now they have yeah. Tom Brady. and Yeah, we should all be betting big on Tom Brady at this point. Let's How do I real. make money off of this? Because my stocks are sucking. My stocks, <laughs> my baby. My stocks. <laughs> We're in Figgins' office, and Will's like, she literally leaked the set list at sectionals, and she's about to be a judge at regionals. Like, do you not think that's not fair? And I love that Sue's like, I have no memory of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, there's nothing I can do about it. This is life. We had a deal. You better place and go suck up to Sue right now, or, you know, good luck. Good luck. Take luck. I don't know what yep. take a luck is. You keep saying that. I don't get it. I feel like I've heard take luck on something. Take luck. Like luck of the Irish? I have no fuck. Maybe I should watch that for on Disney Plus. I will recommend. I think I texted you this. I will recommend watching A Bug's Life. That movie's funny. You texted me that, and I responded. It's like, have you never seen it before? You never said anything else. Uh, I realized when I sent it that I could have meant that, but no, no, I've seen it. I just, oh. of course, haven't watched it in like twenty years. <laughs> I was watching something, and they called you know the movie Ants, the DreamWorks movie. Yeah, they called it the great value version of a bug's life. And I lost my shit because it's literally what it is. I mean, right. Like what? What is that about? Like how? <laughs> how is that not something like how does it even go through? It was like when they did no strings attached and friends with benefits within like six months. I'm just like, <laughs> like, this is the hip thing to do now. But they're technically both other? good movies. I don't I like both of no strings attached and friends. with Benefits. I still haven't seen the uh, 
the Timberlake version. Oh, um, well, that's the first one I saw. But Ants is Ants was low key scary. Like I guess so was Bugs Life. Bugs Life has was like it? some scary moments. Like as an adult, no, but like when I was a kid, uh, sure. And Ants, there's like this like grasshopper I think that kills people. I don't know. There's something like that that comes in. And... <laughs> I think that's a Bugs Life. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, it's the same movie. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe uh, that's one of those Berenstein Berenstein situations. Uh, the Mandela effect. Mandela effect. Welcome back. Welcome back to my channel. This is the Mandela effect. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, Mercury's in retrograde right now. That means something to you and nothing to me. I know Mercutio is in Gatorade, and I feel like that might be why I've been crying a lot. <laughs> I don't even know what this means. I will never know what this means, and I don't understand anything about it. A lot of people don't, and I and I here's my thing with Zodiac is I think it. I think Zodiacs mean something. I don't like when people use it to describe their whole life, if that makes sense. I think that, like, in my head, it does make sense that something that is very strong, like a celestial body, a.k.a. the moon, the stars, the planets, has some effect on your body, right? But I don't think it makes sense to be like, I hit someone with my car. Well, I'm a Sagittarius, so that happens. And it's like, no, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, right. Does that make okay. sense? I'm okay with that. I'll I'll let it I'll let it slide. I mean, I you know, you know, I'm a pessimist and I just think that horoscopes and things like that don't make any sense and are stupid. Well, for instance, like I'm a Virgo, which means that like I'm supposed to be very like anal and very like this needs to be like this and this needs to be like that and you know, this has to be done at this time and we have to schedule this this and this. Does that sound like me at all? Yes. <laughs> See? <laughs> and like that's what I mean. Like there's there's some I feel like there are some truths to it. Uh, back to the show. Quinn is reminiscing about getting fucked. <laughs> did I, did I appropriately sum up that scene? Yeah. Um, it's interesting cause he's like, well, I did Santana and Brittany, but I don't think I would ever while having sex with someone be like, I fucked your two best friends. So yeah. therefore you should let me fuck you. Does that's it's, not a turn on. I don't feel it, it is a little strange. Right. Uh, but we finally got to see the infamous trust me scene that we, uh, heard about last episode and i did really enjoy when he called when he was like whispered in her ear and he was like you're not fat because if someone said that to me i would immediately bend over (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would just grab Uh, my ankles and say things i don't mean (laughs) (laughs) everyone is at will's place uh which is why quinn's having this reminisce this reminiscence this uh this <laughs> That's is why not a is... premonition it's a reminiscence <laughs> reminiscence it's the it's remix to like reminiscence oh i can't do that it's r kelly fuck yeah no uh-uh. uh it's uh quinn is having this uh this uh montage in her head at her teacher's house which is interesting uh rachel's but, already been there i mean she pretty much had sex there with him so i that would have made the show a little bit more you know <laughs> exciting the baby's wills. <gasps> They're all at Will's place. Uh, all, all the students are. And I immediately thought that would not be allowed today. Um, True. I was thinking back to when I was in chorus, which is obviously different than show choir. And there were times that we would go somewhere out of school and our choir teacher would be there. But it was never her house. It was only like a booster's house. So we had chorus boosters, obviously. And they would be throwing a function and the chorus teacher would come, but we would never do it at her house. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so they are there to basically make a set list. Right. And instead everybody wants to cry. 
I will say when Tina started crying, I normally don't tear up when Tina cries, but I did tear up a little bit when she was like, before you guys, I only had two Facebook friends and those were my parents. And I was like, mm-hmm. fuck. I, I didn't feel anything here. I It just felt a little bit poorly acted to me and it was kind of like over the top. I, I just didn't understand what was so, like I get it, but I, I now get it after finishing the episode. But I at the time I was just kind of like, okay, like are we going to get down to business or are we seriously just going to, you know, but it, it sets the stakes, right? It, it's right. a scene that sets the stakes and tells us that if they are to get disbanded, that some of these kids aren't going to know what to do with themselves. Right. And I did also like the part where they like requoted what Rachel said, which is being part of something special makes you special. And I was like, that's true. I mean, I feel like when you have something that you can tie yourself to, like something like a mission, uh-huh. you feel better about yourself when you're working towards that goal. Sure. And then we go to Emma's office and I'm like, oh, thank God, you know, because one of my predictions is that Emma is around, right? So he, we go there and Will is basically asking her for help, asking her for guidance as she is the guidance counselor. And fuck me because she's seeing her dentist. And I'm like, son of a bitch. And I have a question for you. Do uh-huh. you think that Carl is real? Or do you think it's like this, like, I'm seeing my dentist, I'm playing hard to get. Mm. I at first wanted to think that, but then she had a very specific story, which made me think not, right? That he showed her the tools that they used, that they were sterilizing, you know, basically getting things clean. And I was like, oh yeah, that sounds like a hot date, you know, for Emma. So I don't know. I I was, I, I get, you know, I get the conjecture, but at the same time I was like, yeah, you know, it passes the smell test. And we did also find out that her and Carl have not had sex yet. She is still a virgin. Yep. I loved, loved this scene when Will is driving home, you know, after this interaction, he cranks up the stereo. He finds a goddamn journey song of all things. Uh, you know, his, his life is in shambles. Kind of his only thing he has is about to potentially get taken away from him. If, if they don't place his car is shit, you know, his muffler or whatever the fuck is on the back of a car is dragging on the ground and he cranks up the music, pulls over and just sobs. <laughs> and I was like, yes, you know, like that yeah. is like, so my question for you is, have you ever driven <laughs> and sobbed? <laughs> oh my God. There was one time I was driving home from oh. work back when I drove home from work and I, it was the first time I ever heard a Joji song. It was um, Slow Dancing in the Dark by Joji. And I was driving yeah. home and it came on my like playlist and I just started sobbing uncontrollably. And there's a video of me and I sent it to my friends and they're like, you need to stop driving. And I was like, <laughs> I have to get home. And I'm just like uncontrollably <laughs> sobbing. And then right after that, I Fall Apart by Post Malone came on. So you could say that I was crying for like, 10 minutes straight in my car. Was this just like random ass tears or was it related to anything? Oh, there was, there was someone I was seeing at the time. Well, I thought we were seeing and they ended up started dating. Um, so <laughs> I have a similar story and that there was a pivotal kind of moment where I knew that the person I wanted to be with did not want to be with me. Like it finally connected mm-hmm. and I was frustrated and just mad, and I drove home, and I'm sure I was probably listening to Leon or somebody, you know, uh, to belt, and I and I just, you know, I, I counted on my hand as like two, three times I've cried over this person, and I was like, 
fuck that ever again. Right. So, yep. Oh, I do love a car cry. It's almost as good as a shower cry. I personally prefer a shower cry, but a car cry is a close second. <laughs> uh, we then go to the hallway, and Finn is like, Rachel, you should have held it together. You're the captain of the Glee Club, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I get where he's coming from, but Rachel has a right to be emotional because if anyone who loves Glee Club, it's Rachel, right? Sure. Like, that's her whole life. She was in Glee Club before the rest of these fuckers were, you know? Yeah. When uh-huh. Sandy was the coach. And so I think, you know, she has a right to be a little upset about it. Yeah. Um, and then they kiss randomly. That 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 happens. <laughs> I guess maybe she liked that he was sticking up to her. She was like, ooh, that's a, a little dumb yeah. top moment. Okay, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me again. Tell me I'm a little fat girl. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, they... <laughs> Hit me, baby, one more time, daddy. (laughs) Oh, she is so lucky. Uh, Yeah, so they... (laughs) We're just missing all the Britney references. I thought the lady dropped in the ocean at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. So, yeah, they kiss, and you're like, oh, I guess that's going to be a thing now. Okay. Like, what a moment, I guess, you know? Yeah. Get your shit together. All right. I also like that they didn't make it a huge moment because I feel like we know, at least, like, even I remember watching it for the first time, like, we kind of know that that's where the story is going. Yeah. That, like, Finn and Rachel should be together. So I'm glad it wasn't, like, a big whatever, you know? But then we're in the choir room, and Will shares that, you know, one day they're all going to graduate and die, and they're going (laughs) to leave this place. And um, they got to make the most of every moment that they have. Right. So, So as such... The one thing that made him happy and that Emma reminded him of is specifically Journey. <laughs> and it's the ability for Journey to make you feel things. So we are going to remember how we got here. And we got here with Don't Start Believing. So we are going to do a Journey medley. And I said, kill me. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Zach is going to be so excited. <laughs> However, he loves Journey. I get a point. Because I'm like, we're about to sing some Journey songs. So, all right. And then we go to regionals. And he, I guess they wanted to have a scene. Suddenly, out of the blue, I'm like, this episode has wheels, you know? Like, Artie, we've got wheels. (laughs) We get to regionals. And what's weird to me is that Will is, like, getting his ticket punched and, like, that whole thing. I'm like, that scene isn't necessary for at all of this TV. Like, it doesn't do anything for the show. And if you were a coach of a show choir performing, you were not buying a ticket. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it's. I think what was more important was, you know, him kind of smelling that regional's air. You know, him kind of feeling the hustle and the bustle and the audience around him just before he walks in to the auditorium that's already full. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you're late, bro, if you're getting your ticket punched. And in the auditorium is our celebrity judges. And we have Josh Groban. Making a return appearance. Olivia Newton-John. Making a return appearance. Rod Remington. Making a return appearance. And Sue Sylvester with her memoir coming out, which is, I'm a winner and you're fat. (laughs) (laughs) And she gets the biggest cheer. Which I think shows 
there there is something to do with local fame. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when someone is from your like I remember when David Archuleta was on American Idol, how insane Utah was about him. Sure. Because like when someone is local to you, you're like yeah. into it, you know? You have to represent. Right. And right. we get our first performance, which is by Oral Intensity from Fort Wayne, Indiana. <laughs> and yes. do you how far is Fort Wayne from you? Have we talked uh, about that before? About- it's about two, two and a half hours, maybe three. Okay. They're doing a mashup of Olivia Newton-John and Josh Groban. <laughs> yes. Very, uh, very particular, very specific. <laughs> and yeah, that's all I have to say. Cause they don't really, we don't really hear their performance. No. It's not important to no. us. Right, right. Right. We get a quick little aside in the backstage, you know, where Will's kind of giving them a pep talk. Uh, and I will say these costumes are better than any of the other ones they've had. I would say. Sh- Sure. It's, it's a, I, what's that hairstyle? That kind of bump hairstyle kind of, is that 50s? Bump it? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. 50s just, or 60s. Very like, Hey mama, welcome to the 60s. I'm Tracy Turnblad. Good morning, Baltimore. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yes. Very like hippie turning into, I don't know. There, there's something there. Right. Um, yeah. And there's this weird kind of like pep talk where Will says something like we have something they don't Finn's dancing. And I'm like, what? Of all dancing people, you should have said Mike. Mike, Brittany, both right. of them together. Yeah. Like what? I don't under, uh, it was just kind of weird. And I'm like, cool. So Finn ruined another scene. Okay, perfect. Let me write that down on my, <laughs> I hate Finn journal. Okay, cool. Got it. Play, you know? And then we go to their, they're getting ready for their first performance. And Finn's like, I love you. <laughs> and they're like, let's sing. <laughs> <laughs> Mind fucking blown. So he fucking says, I love you. And I'm like, fuck me. You know, that kiss did something for him. It hit different, as Dalton would tell me. He was and popping a chub. <laughs> I guess so. And so they are both in, uh, you know, kind of whatever position. Uh, they are right outside. They are the opening act. And he tells her this. I think this kind of gives her nervous feels, but also pulls her shit together, you know? Because she's like, all right, we're a thing now. Right. We are a thing. And I love that they sang, they like went right out there and they sang faithfully. And I, I love this like duet kind of ballad sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know what you would call it. Cause it is very much like a ballad, but it's two people. So I don't really know if it's still considered a ballad, yeah. but I know you hate Finn, know. but like Rachel, this whole song, I mean, Okay. Here's give me your what's what's your take on faithfully by journey on specifically on faithfully. This is excellent. This is, this is execution. This is perfectly timed with the, I love you moment. It's them singing almost toward each other. It's a little adult of course, but it's, it's they're singing their feelings out. And and when they're singing towards each other, I don't know if you noticed, but that you can kind of see the judges behind them. And I like paused it and I zoomed in and I think Olivia Newton-John has a body double there. I don't think it's her. (laughs) I wouldn't doubt it. I was like staring at it. I was like, that's not her. So I paused it and I was like, there's no way. I guess she was like, y'all get me for five minutes. (laughs) Yeah, right. right. I'm only passing through, you know? I'm at this Paramount lot for five minutes and I'm out. (laughs) So y'all got to (laughs) decide. But they're singing, I think that it makes it more real because yeah. it seems like they are singing, you know, real emotions. Yeah. And I just, first of all, I just love that they, 
that they showed us like a full act, right? You know, like it was, we got start to finish the entire journey, journey medley. And that was like, it, it was obvious from the start, you know, it wasn't like we were going to be cutting back and forth through commercials right. or like through different scenes. We were going to get uh, new directions, like their, their entire act of a show. And that was exciting to me because like, we haven't seen that. We've seen these random things that are potentially in their heads. Right. We've seen these random, like pick it up and go performances. We've seen some stagecraft. We've seen mattress hopping. Like we've <laughs> seen all sorts of hopping. shit. <laughs> right. Already couldn't so do I'm it, just, but everyone else was mattress hopping. Right. So I just was really excited to see a full ensemble. And this first number, it gave me chills. I was going to say, did when, you get when, goosies when the curtain came up? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I teared up instantly. I was just like, Oh my God, the kids are doing it. Motherfucking so, Rachel. Yes, she brought it. Like it's a great, it's a great, great, great opening number. I, yeah, I, I liked it. And then for the second number, we get any way you want it slash loving, touching, squeezing, I think is what the second song is that they like mashed up together. Uh, I didn't realize it was a mashup. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. and the crowd's really into the journey medley, which I think like the crowd is probably like our parents ages, which they're probably like, fuck yeah, journey. Right. Like, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Uh, okay. And then I think it's during that song slash maybe the last don't stop believing that, Quinn's mom comes in. Quinn's mom sneaks in during the any way you want it. And that's when my tears came <laughs> because I fucking love a parent moment, a parent that's been distanced from their kid for however long and somehow happens to know exactly the right time to show. It's a very TV film moment. Uh, it's where they just realize that they were so stupid all this time. Right. Like, you know, it's it's a high school musical moment when like Troy's dad comes in and Gabriella's mom comes in and they see it all for the first time and they're just like, oh, okay, I shouldn't just care about sports. So like, it's just one of those moments. And I, I don't know. I was just like, <laughs> as the kids say, here for it. I forgot that she came to um, regionals until I was watching the recap at the beginning and they re- replayed the moment where Quinn's like, I needed my mom. And I was like, oh. She coming. <laughs> and, you know, she came right in the middle of any way you want it. And you know what I want to verse stop. stop. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. We'll take a breather. I'm too excited. I, I can't I can't have this many positive opinions about this damn show. I know I got to break us up between all of this, you know, before we get to the last New Directions number. And I'm going to break it up with. Last week, Zach shared the magicians, them singing on the show, which has become like kind of a popular thing. Uh, Zach, have you finished the magicians yet? No, I have three episodes left. So I'm going to share one of my favorite singing episodes, which apparently is a lot of people's most hated episode of this TV show. But Grey's Anatomy, there's a singing episode where every literally everyone is singing. The whole cast is. And... Yeah. We do get an amazing number, which I think is originally by Brandy Carlisle, and Dolly Parton also performs this. So I don't really know who originally did it, but this is the story sung by the character Callie O'Malley.
That scene always gets me when she like grabs her legs and like comes back to life out of her coma. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow but so did we find out was it brandy carlisle that it is brandy Car- okay. it is brandy carlisle yeah uh, it was featured on a recent episode of a million little things mm. um, like a finale i believe and it was just like i just for- had forgotten about the song i am gonna the, watch the a million writing. little things it's on my list of shows to it's, watch it's impressive it's a good song but i i am contemplating what to watch next because I started watching Sex in the City a little while ago. I got to season Ugh. two and I stopped watching it. But now that yeah, they're remaking imagine. Sex in the City, I feel like I need to finish it. Nope. Nope. No, I'm not a Sarah Jessica Parker person. I Ask. love Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. You should watch my little things. It's I fun. watch Is it. It's a CBS? ABC. 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 That's what it is. ABC shows Hula. are very hit or miss. But For sure. I've heard it's a hit. <laughs> yes. And you just touted their biggest hit ever with Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy, which I just found out that Shonda no longer writes for. I don't know why I thought yeah. she was still writing on Grey's Anatomy, but she does not. Oh, I don't know that she's written for them in a long time, but she's, you know, she's still she was the executive producer, but sure. But now she's not. She handed that away and she said, I'm going to go do Netflix. Cool. Yeah. Cool. What show did I just watch that at the end? It was like Shonda land. And I was like, oh, I think Bridgerton yeah. is Shonda. Yes. That's part of her giant Netflix deal. And Brid- where were you? That's the only reason people watched it. Oh, I watched it because everyone was like sex. And I was like, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And but they all watched the sex because of Shonda. Bridgerton was good. Did you watch oh, it? No, not yet. It's 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 a good. I also love anything that Julie Andrews has a part in, and oh. Julie Andrews is the narrator for Bridgerton, so you never see oh. her, but she's the narrator. So I'm okay with that. I was like Princess Diaries two, <laughs> three, <laughs> right? Princess Diaries three, Julie Andrews. Come on! All right, all right. <laughs> All right, so we are mid-performance, and Don't Stop Believing is their kind of finale. Of course it is, because that's the song that started it all. I do love that, like, it started out with, like, the OGs in the front, right? Did you notice it was it was Rachel and Finn, and right behind them were Kurt, Mercedes, and Tina and Artie. So it was, like, their OG Glee Club was at front, and they're like, we're going to let them go to the side, and we're going to have Santana come out here and make you feel something. This is the one that she has a solo on, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, and it's a good solo. I also really like Artie's dancing. (laughs) What? You know, towards... He has he has just like this cute little like dance number the safety dance like this with Rachel <laughs> oh like he has this little like swing like I just this little like you know whatever just a little moment but I really liked it. I was a little upset though because I was like did y'all have no choreo planned for this song like I feel like the faithfully had choreography and uh-huh. then the second song had less choreography and then this song had like really none. Well, that's what I think I liked about it, right? It was free. It was very free. That's why I liked the Artie and Rachel number, because they were just dancing together. Like, they were just having fun. And sure, should you do that at a major regionals performance? Absolutely not. Right. But is it fun and more exciting and more interesting to watch? Sure. I guess it's true, because they're also trying to highlight that what they're really good at is that they have heart. You know, that they are very... You know, you they make you feel something. They're running off the stage after just finishing Don't Stop Believing. And Tina's like, we got second place in the bag because all they have to do is get second place. Right. They don't have to sure. win. They, have to get right. they just place. have to place, which I didn't really understand what that meant uh, in terms of they just have to place. They act like they had like 30 schools there. But there were four schools. I think it, so. I was kind of like, mm, all right. In actual show choir competitions, there probably are 30 schools there. Yeah. But 
because it's Glee and they can't show us 30 schools performing, they're going to show us three schools that are in the top three. And the way when I remember going to a huge chorus competition and they told your school you were in the top 10 and to come to awards so that you could get sure. awarded. So I bet you they kind of that's kind of the idea. You know, they told these three that they're in the top three. As running off the stage, Quinn's mom shows up. Uh-huh. She snuck backstage. Yeah. I don't know how they got how she got back there. All the security. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, there had to be some like student security, you know? You know how they had those like student security guards? Right. But if they if they were like, my daughter's back there, they would let them go. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> no fucking way. You have to wait until they come out. That was like a golden rule at our high school. I mean, yeah, during a theater performance, sure. But I don't know. A regional know. show choir performance. My pregnant daughter's back there. Uh, anywho. So, yeah, she's back there. You know, she's trying to get back in her good graces. And then Quinn's like, listen, bitch, my water just broke. <laughs> and then we immediately get into what I would say. AKA, has gotta be- AKA, AKA, I was like, Zach's about to get a point. I'm about to get a point. Uh, true. But then we immediately get into what I would say is one of the most iconic songs, which is Bohemian Rhapsody by Vocal Adrenaline. They sound very good. While Jesse is singing, I do realize there's lots of spit coming out of his mouth. And I'm like, does he not realize that there's a pandemic going on? <laughs> he's he's loud. He's proud. He's enunciating, you know? I mean, I I think that other than like Queen singing Bohemian Rhapsody, this is probably like the second best Bohemian Rhapsody that there's ever been. Like, it's very good. It's it's very good. It's a, it's an endeavor is what I wrote. Right. They did the whole damn thing. I Well, I mean, just about right. I think they did all and of it. I, it sure. It, it didn't feel oh, long. I don't think they got the um, isn't there a part where like mom's gun. I have no idea. So they they do a long bit. You know, it's it's a, it's it's a song that like you don't do. Right. Because there's so many opportunities to fuck it up. There's so many moments where it's just like, what are we going to do here? But like you said, it's a moment that fucking dance number. I was like, am I, am I watching uh dancing with the stars or am I watching a glee club regional performance? Because there was just so many flips right. and turns and strategic step overs and all these things that I was just like, Oh shit, dog. Not Stanley. Like, Chuchi must, must have done his job. Well, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I, I I wish. Uh so the I don't know. It was just it was just I don't know, it was just great, right? And Rachel's watching right. the whole thing because she doesn't go with the kind of side by side storyline, uh new directions to the hospital alongside Quinn. And a lot of people critique this scene as being one of the most like obnoxious scenes in all of Glee because it's like, they think it's weird that they had birth going on at the same time as this song, but I actually love it. I love the way that they have this simultaneously going on at the same time. Obviously we all know that labor does not take seven minutes, right? Cause that's pretty much how they're showing it is that she goes from, you know, my water broke to I gave birth in the song of Bohemian Rhapsody. But I think it, I think it for TV's sake is a great, thing. I don't know. What do you think? 1 million percent. It is just like, here's what I hate. I hate when a TV show has someone giving birth because then you have that awkward, like 
actress screaming and grunting and like, is she having sex? Is she giving birth? So I, I hate that in the first place, but I like that it is accompanied by the group that you're not really supposed to be watching. Right. You know, like the show is not about vocal adrenaline as good as they are. So I don't care to watch their entire performance, but I do care to watch the best parts of their performance and then to interlay it with what's been going to happen all season uh, Quinn's birth. I was just kind of like, this this is what you want. This is I now I did think that they were going to mess up for a second when Quinn looks at the baby after it's all gone down. I thought for a minute that she was going to kind of whisper sing any way the wind blows like and almost like anchor it, which I don't think I would have hated, but then I think it would have crossed the line. So I'm glad she didn't. And I think it worked. No, I agree with you too. I I don't, I didn't want her to sing, but at the same time, if she did, I would not have been mad, I guess, if that makes sense. But yes, I, the moment where they're rushing her into the delivery room and she grabs Mercedes. Yes, 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 (laughs) yes, 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 yes. That is when I, I was already emotional. Right. The song made me emotional, but I think that's when I, my, my mouth opened and I just kind of like open mouth sobbed, you know, when you just make noises out of nowhere because you're like trying to hold back tears, but you're, but you can't. So I was just like, Oh God. Oh God. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Uh huh. And then after vocal adrenaline gets off stage, Rachel decides to confront Shelby for some reason. (laughs) And she's like, we beat you today. And I'm like, I don't think anyone agrees with you, but I like your confidence. Like, I think Faithfully was amazing, and I think that they did have heart. But no matter what, I think Vocal Adrenaline won in my eyes, and they probably came in second. That's just what I would say. Yeah, I can can see if if following the rules of what a regional performance should be, it's very Jesse heavy, but I mean, everyone's got their star. So yeah, it's... I think that's probably correct. I don't know that they should place where they end up placing or where we'll they don't there, end up yeah. placing, but I mean, yeah, for sure. And Rachel's like, Rachel decides to then take this time to proposition Shelby to come teach at McKinley. <laughs> and Shelby's like, actually, I'm going to quit coaching glee clubs and become a mom. <laughs> like, right. Right. I want a family, but just not you. That's what I heard. And that's what Rachel had to hear. Like, fuck me. You know, she's like, I messed up once. I don't feel the need to fix it, (laughs) but I would like my own baby now. Thanks. Deuces. (laughs) And then we get into the judges panel room where Sue just barges in and goes, Olivia Newton, John, you're dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) There's a moment where she says, kiss my ass, Groban. And I'm just like... (laughs) Because they all start to turn on Sue. Yeah. And they're all like, wait a minute, you're not a celebrity judge. And I thought that was like, I mean, yeah, call out the, uh, you know, whatever. But at the same time, fucking Remington's a a celebrity judge. Like, come on. Did you catch the part where Rod Remington and Freddie Mercury fucked? (laughs) Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, And I, (laughs) Owen J, I like calling her Owen J, Olivia Newton-John. She calls, she asks if they're a poor person school. Because they couldn't afford yeah. good costumes. And I'm like, what? And then, she, and then Groban's like, well, that brunette had a good voice. And she's like, brunettes have no place in show business. <laughs> <laughs> and, for some, and for some reason, this is the moment that kind of catalyzes, I don't want to say a changed Sue, but a combative Sue, you know? Well, I think she, last episode we saw, not to cut you off, but last episode we did get to see a little bit that Sue really is a teacher, you know, when she got into that funk and then she got out of the funk because she wants to help her kids because she loves them. Okay. I think this is yeah. kind of like building off of her. But yeah, what were you going to say? 
Yeah. I, I just like that. She decides to basically stick up for them. You know, like she does it in her voice where she's like, wait a minute, they're just kids. And I'm like, Whoa, okay. She's just like, you know, Hey, 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 Owen J. So good for Sue. But it was clear that she was about to pull for the new directions. Right. And then we find out that, um, second place is oral intensity and first place is vocal adrenaline, which means that they did not place, which I am so, so glad that Artie says those words exactly because he hands them basically a participation trophy, but it's not clear. Right. And then Artie goes, we didn't place. And I was like, Oh, thank God you answered my question because I was kind of like, well, they placed, they're good. We're good. Call it a day. Wrap it up. Quiet on the set, you know, but no, they did not place. And we're going to go to a break. I would like the record to show that there is a Dolly Parton version of the story. Uh, okay. I used to really like Machine Gun Kelly and then I stopped listening to him. But his second performance on SNL was so good. Like, I actually cried. It's I don't even know who Machine Gun Kelly is. His new He used to be like very rap-esque, I guess. But his new album is very like 2008 pop punk. Sure. And it's like exactly what I've always wanted. <laughs> I I think it's really good. It's Lonely by Machine Gun Kelly. And I think it's, I think I texted you, I was like, I'm in like my sad boy era right now. But this is like a good, did I text you that? Yes. We get back and we're at the hospital. Puck is visiting Quinn. And they're pretty much like, we love each other, but we're not going to keep this baby. Right. But I'm glad that he was in the room. Yeah. As she was giving birth. Because like that, I didn't think that would happen. So I don't know. Uh, it shows character yeah. growth on both of their parts. I feel like by him being in the room and I, and it ties together her weird. Let me think back to getting fucked by puck uh, because, because he tells her he loves her and I'm just like, Oh, so we have a sec. Our, we have our second. I love you. You know, our second uh, celebrity relationship <laughs> here. Right. Whatever we've called these people before. Quack. Quack. <laughs> Is that like a cuck? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Shelby decided to visit them after she won. She was like, I'm uh, not rubbing in your face, but I'm going to come visit your baby. <laughs> right. And I was like, is she going to adopt her? I don't know. And then she was like, does she have a name? And Puck's like, her name's Beth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like how Quinn shakes her head. No. <laughs> Puck's like, it's Beth. <laughs> and if you're wondering more about Beth, head over to our TikTok to see her most viewed TikTok. I'm gonna visit I'm gonna mention our TikTok at least one more time before we're done. Oh my god. So Will is back at school. Um and I think it's all kind of, you know, hitting everyone. Uh and particularly Will that he is no longer the Glee Club director. He he made a bet, you know. He he made a deal. He's just a Spanish teacher now. <laughs> yeah, he's just the Spanglish teacher. And he's walking down the stairs and he sees Emma flipping her shit on Figgins. And I was like, yes, 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 yes. Because finally, like she has embodied what Sue was like coaching her to do. You know, she is letting her freak flag fly and she is freaking the flag fly out on Figgins. Or as you've said in a previous episode, which was her fleek flag flight. (laughs) 
Fleek, flag, fleek, flag, flag. Because, because fucking Figgins is sticking to his guns here. And she's like, this is bullshit. Sue, again, suspiciously, Sue cheated practically by being the judge, even though we find out maybe not. And I don't know. And it's just, it's just a great moment of her sticking up for Will and Will reciprocates. Yeah. She's like, some things are worth fighting for. And Will was like, are you talking about the kids or you're also talking about us? Oh. And then he sneak attacks and, her with a little bit of a little oh. kiss kiss. <laughs> and I got my third and final point. But for the first time ever, you got three out of three <laughs> points. And I am very proud of you. It only took 22 episodes <laughs> for your mirror ball to check out. I think that's not bad. That's not a bad. Uh, I know? will say, I don't know if you noticed, but I kind of know she still kind of pushed back on him. While they were kissing? She did, but I think that she's just... I think that is playing hard to get. To the point she's that she doesn't want to just give in. He's got yeah. clean dental equipment. <laughs> but this is Will. This is her This is her mid-season finale love. And I think I don't he know. says that he loves her, too. So we get he three does. I love yous. And this is the third I love you. Just in time for Valentine's I mean, Day. I said it in the summary. We have to unpack this shit. So we've got Rachel and Finn... Apparently hooking up now. Maybe not quite. We've got Puck and Quinn who have already hooked up and, you know, now I guess are openly saying, yeah, I like you or I love you, whatever that is, right? And the daughter is probably not going to keep them together anymore. And finally, Will and Emma, who we always knew, but I'm glad that they didn't prolong it in the first place. And I'm even more glad they didn't prolong it a second time. I think at this point you could easily prolong the relationship aspect, but at least it's not like it's off the table. Right. It feels very much back on the table. And Rachel interrupts their kiss to say, Mr. Shu, we need you to come to the auditorium. And this is where I, I will send you a photo, Zach. This is where I started <laughs> sobbing. It's before, and it's before they even start singing because the song that we're about to get to is to start with love. But we get Matt's first speaking role. <laughs> I don't know if you who the, who the fuck is the light skin guy? <laughs> no fucking clue. All and right, then sure. when Finn goes, you gave me a father, and then his like voice breaks before he can finish the word father, and he's like someone to look up to. I uncontrollably <sighs> was sobbing. Because the whole choir was. No. You felt uh-uh. nothing? Not for fucking Finn. Finn, I swear to God, he comes on the screen and I'm out. I check out. I'm just like, I'm done. Can I turn this off now? No. I, the confessions were cute. It was the first time that a song being sang to kind of show appreciation connected. But it wasn't that moment that did it for me. As it's happening, as Will is tearing up, that's doing it for me. And then what lands it, what seals the fucking deal (laughs) is that in the back, in the blur, as the bokeh shifts to Sue, Sue is not only watching, but she is also crying as she sees how much his kids are basically pulling and sticking up and thanking and appreciative of him. And I was just like, oh, God, oh, God. I wrote, I cry four times. The first time was all lowercase. And then they just progressively got more uppercase letters. And then after Sue crying, it just went, I fucking cry. And that's when I took my photo because there's just so many moments. I cried when Finn, I cried with Sue. I cried with Will. When Santana like grabs Brittany's hand while they're singing, I start crying. Like, it's just like, 
uncontrollable. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm not, Uh, at this point, I wasn't crying. I was sobbing. Like, as you said earlier, like, like, unrecognizable words were coming out of my mouth. I was just like... (laughs) I just could not hold my shit together. (laughs) Here's the photo of me. Just staring at the screen. Oh my god, you look like Sue. Oh gosh. Well, not to not to you know gloss over to Sir with love, but it, it's whatever, right? It's 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 a it's it's supposed to be other things here. Yeah, none of the vocals were great, but it made you feel right. something because of everything that was happening, right? Yeah, it it was what was happening, not the song. Uh, and go ahead and go to Instagram, our Instagram, because you will see what I thought was the most atrocious part of all of this. And if you were wondering if it was Kurt's hat, it's Kurt's hat. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I don't know. Is he a sailor? I don't understand. We then go to the choir room. And as Sue says, it's as barren as her in there. <laughs> oh my God. And I did, I was like, this room's empty. Like this bitch empty. Yeet. And then I was like, Oh, Sue's apparently barren. Got it. Yep. Uh, yeah. Add that to the list of weird illness type. Things and she did say that, something next that I thought you would love, which was like, I've seen your car. I don't want to catch poor. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't want to catch poor. <laughs> I feel like that is last week. You said that you had said things to me over and over. Didn't think I'd ever gotten it. This, I believe you for sure have said over and over to me, and I have never gotten it. Only because I just assumed it was coming from different references. I thought that was like a Shit's Creek thing. Uh-uh. It's a glee thing. It's definitely something that Moira Rose would say, but Sue, I don't want to catch poor. Said it first. Yeah. I, it was, it was just, it was just so like understated. It wasn't even like a moment. It was just kind of like, you almost couldn't even hear it. Right. I don't want to catch poor. You know, it's just very off the cuff. Uh, but it was great. And we find out that Sue voted for the new directions to win. She put new directions as first, second place, oral intensity and third place vocal adrenaline, which tells me that not only was she trying to get new directions to win, but she was also tanking the average of vocal adrenaline to ensure that if they were near the top, that they would not win. And when she went to read those, you know, results, I almost thought that she was going to say whatever she wanted to say, regardless of what was on the card. And I'm not so sure she didn't. And maybe she had like a last minute change of conscience or, you know, not conscience, but change of like Sue, you know, where she went reverted or something. And maybe all of that was some weird concoction in order to make her look like the all-star when she saves them. Uh, Because all of this is to say that not only did she vote for them, fight for them, but then she also leveraged her, uh, her, what was that called? Her sex. The less of her sex blackmail power. Blackmail. Yes, her sex blackmail one more time in order to make sure that the Glee Club got a second year. And I did also like that she said, I might use large sections of my day thinking of you choking on food. <laughs> but I also like that this whole thing was like umbrellaed under that she did not really do this for him. She did it for two reasons, which is one, the kids, right? Because at heart, Sue Sylvester is still a teacher. And two, she wants to have competition in her life, right? She doesn't want an easy day. She loves every day being able to try to one-up him and destroy his life. And so if she wins now, she's got nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And we go back to the choir room. Everything is back in place. Yeah, magically, real quick, right quick. And Will's like, we got another year. 
Yeah. We got another year. You know, we got another year. We did it, Joe. (laughs) We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. (laughs) That, that, if we ever, if I ever decide to, you know, deal with this soundboard thing, that is on there because I feel like that's going to get referenced. Yeah. And he's like, and because you sang for me, I will serenade you. (laughs) And for the first time, Ever on an episode of Glee in season one, the finale of all episodes. Will's song doesn't suck. <laughs> There's no rapping. Um, and I would like <sighs> to say he will sing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And Somewhere Over the Rainbow yes. is one of my mom's favorite songs of all time. She used to sing it to me as a kid. I remember she would tuck me to bed. I don't know if your parents ever did this, but I my mom would um tuck me in and she would say <laughs> no I was as way. snug as a bug in a rug, and she would like put in the little oh. whatever. And then she would sing sure. this to me. That's so weird. Why do parents do that? What are they singing for? I mean, my mom can sing. I don't know about yours, but... <laughs> I don't think so. I found out earlier, more more than usual, that I was like, you can't even cook. <laughs> can you? <laughs> and that is why this episode is brought to you by Freshly. <laughs> yes. Yes, Freshly. Uh, microwave your meals. Don't do anything more. Freshly. And I was listening to Somewhere Over the Rainbow while Will was singing it. And I was trying to remember if he did the um, Israel come, uh, you know who I'm talking about? The, no. There's a version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow mixed with What a Wonderful World. And it's sung by this Hawaiian guy. His name's Israel. I cannot say his last name. But it, it's on oh. the ukulele, which is why I thought that this is what Will was doing. Sure. But it's a really, that's a really great version of it. But I always think of this acapella group from from the TV show Scrubs. Oh, uh, they're going to say from the TV the show same. where they compete a cappella, which I Oh, they're singing his harmonies, Israel's harmonies. Sang version from 51st Dates. It is. He switches to What a Wonderful World, and it's a cute little moment. Oh, that did nothing. I don't remember that at all. Uh yeah. I don't know. So uh it's it's a good moment. It's it's a good it's the first good ending song of the series. And it ends with Shelby adopting Beth. It's just as we suspected, you know, just as I think that was that was clear from the moment she visited them. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad I again I'm glad they answered it, I guess. They could have not. And I probably would have suspected, but yeah. Uh, and so ends the finale. Yeah. I mean, did you like that she adopted Beth? I thought it was like a sweet, it's one of those things I wish I could have predicted. Right. Right. It's, it seems so obvious in retrospect that she didn't get a chance with, you know, kind of her baby girl. There is a baby girl up for adoption. Like Quinn has been saying this entire time that she wasn't going to keep it. It's, tangentially connected because you know they're the, the competition like it just feels so tv e so yeah it, I, it made sense you know 
Do you think that this will then give Shelby Corcoran, a.k.a. Idina Menzel, more screen time and glee? Or do you think this was just kind of like the ribbon to her story? You know, we're like, good, we're done. She adopted a kid. I felt <laughs> I felt good. We're done. I feel like I feel like it's it's not a burden, but I feel like it's complicated to keep having to weave in or answer the question of where the baby is for a high schooler who, I don't know. So, I, and I don't know that she necessarily, like she's made her decision, right? I don't necessarily think she's going to long for that. Does she have that connection? And is that idea out there that she could at some point pop back up and make Quinn feel something? I guess. But I don't know that you want that to happen for her. I think you want her to feel happy and good and like resolved. So I hope not is my prediction. No, good. I mean, I just wanted to know what you thought was the best um, sort of situation in this case. Yeah, I feel I'm full. (laughs) I'm good. I've been filled. (laughs) I love being filled. Um, Okay, so Zach, we had a lot of good songs this episode, honestly. It was hard for me to pick a favorite, but what is your favorite song in the season finale? This one's going to shock you. My favorite is Faithfully by Finn and Rachel and the cast, when they come in with that curtain raise, there's just something about it that they are professing, as Dalton's sneezing in my ears, they profess their love for each other. Well, at least, you know, Finn confirms the love in a way. They then get to sing to each other on stage. Like, like that's, you know, the epitome of a relationship, I guess, when it comes to Glee. And three, that chill that went over me when that curtain raised and it was just a perfectly harmonized feeling. I don't know that that was, it's the first thing that moved me. It moved them. We got character development. It very much felt like a vocal vocal to me. That was my favorite. And you're going to be shocked by this, but I agree with you. The same. Oh shit. Faithfully is also my favorite. I think Bohemian Rhapsody is an honorable mention, you know, but there's something about that moment when they're standing on stage and that curtain rises. It fucks me yeah. up. <laughs> it really does. It like it's something I want to watch again. Right. It's just so like powerful and it's it, that is okay. That is what a choir moment should be. You know, everything is everything is happening. We've already watched a, you know one performance. It was good. It wasn't great. They're from Fort Wayne. They probably and suck. Then you, <laughs> then you have this group that is widely expected to be the underdogs, right. which I think makes it even better. And that curtain raises, and you're just like, okay, they've got two people who can sing, and then out of nowhere, they are a team. They are. You know, you've got representation. We've got a wheelchair dead center. It was just all coming together, and it was exciting. And Rachel's notes in that, she's she's belting her damn heart out. Like, it is a, yeah. it's a, good, it's a good song. It's a spectacle, and it should be. Well, season two, episode one. Oh, no. Is titled Audition. Are you saying I have to make predictions for another season? You do. Fuck me. I really, I haven't thought of these. I wrote, I have nothing in my notes. It's called audition. Audition. Number one, the Glee Club for their second year are going to hold open auditions for people, for new students, for new characters to join the club. It's season two. We've got a bigger budget. Come on. Let's have some more recurring roles. Let's have some fun. This beat is sick. 
Two, Sue is back to her tricks despite helping the Glee Club and trying to think of just something outlandish. And she, like you said, she wants competition and she's going to get it. (laughs) I don't know how to resolve what I'm saying. And she's going to put some obstacles in their path. Three, I'm a little surprised that we didn't get more from the Terry and Finn situation. It felt like Terry was about to start something. She was so like, oh, you're 16? So I don't know if she's going to be running interference or something with this Rachel thing, but surely Finn and Rachel can't just be happily ever after. It's only season two, by golly. And is it going to be Will's ex-wife that somehow gets in their way? Well, that would be glee for me. That's three. <laughs> well, those are predictions. And <laughs> <laughs> and this has been a fun season. I am very glad. I mean, I can't believe you realize. So this is our 22nd episode, which means that we have been recording this for almost half of a year. Oh, sh- what? What? That doesn't a year sense. and 52 weeks. We record once uh-huh. a week. Uh-huh. So that means of the 52 weeks of the year, we've recorded for 22 of them. 23, if you count our pre-episode. And if you count our... if you count your musical. Right. So, yeah. I mean, we're like at half of a year now. Of this podcast. <laughs> it's our half a year anniversary. Oh, man, wow. What did you get me? There's applause. <laughs> I hear it. Um, uh-huh. And we've been nominated for an Emmy. Yes, yes, yes. Emmy oh, for podcasts. It's a new thing. Um, hold on. I have to put you on hold. Uh, Kristen Jenoweth's calling, and she's letting me know that she's approved our podcast. I'm again. glad. I'm glad. I want to make sure that we uh, get her on, you know to kind of talk about these things. Um, well, Dalton, you, she's going to be on our next episode. Oh, right. I forgot. Her people <laughs> finally contacted our people um, at our podcast network, uh, and they're going to get in to this. And you know what? You should get in. She wants to get in on the ground she floor. She really does. Right? And, you know. I don't know why she wants to be on the next episode, though, because she's not on that episode. She's not on that. that see, I didn't predict it, so it's not happening. <laughs> And you know what you should get on is all of our social medias. They're all at Atwamog, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, our email address is also atwamog at gmail.com. If you would like to send us stuff for the best of season one, make sure you get that in by today. Because today is February and by the 5th. Time, and by the time we come back for season two, who knows? We might have an atwamog.com, you know? We own the rights. <laughs> we own the website. It's just under construction, <laughs> you know? It's under construction because we have to decide to care about that. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. We did. And don't forget to subscribe so that you get this podcast right when it goes up on Fridays. Um, and at various times. <laughs> at various times. I shoot for noon and sometimes you shoot early and sometimes you shoot late. You never know. S- sometimes you shoot blanks. Yeah. <laughs> If, what if I one time just uploaded an empty podcast? It's just silence for an hour I mean, and a half. I believe you've uploaded a too long podcast. I did once upload a podcast that was silent for the, to the 20 minutes at the end of it. Shoot blanks, bitch. Shoot blanks. Um, but we will see you next time. And you no longer missed it. We just told you. And that's what you missed on Glee. Glee.